0: come on and lift up the name of our lord and savior jesus christ there is none other in heaven or on earth welcome to another episode of hope in christ with denise here on kingdom Influences broadcast here at hope in christ we, are, we place our hope, in the only hope there is, Christ our Lord. Thank you all for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences broadcast. I am your host, Pastor Denise M. Walker, founder of Hope in Christ Ministries. Here at Hope in Christ, we are healthy, overcomers, purpose, and we maintain an eternal perspective in Christ Jesus. Let us open with a word of prayer, and we'll begin today's show. Father God, we thank you, O God, for this time. We thank you for this panel discussion, O God, of what is needed to bring your broken pieces to you. Father, we pray that those that are listening, that they would lay it all down at the foot of the cross and that they be healed, they be delivered, that they be set free, and that they walk in the newness of life in you, Lord Jesus. Father, I pray that you would use us mightily, O oh God, that many would be saved, delivered, and set free. Lord, all of you and none of us, O oh God, hide us behind your cross. We lift, We lift up your name. We glorify you, for only you can save So we bless you and we magnify you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences broadcast. Um, Our topic today is bringing your broken pieces to Christ, bringing God your broken pieces. And so I open up with saying we have to come empty to God so God can fill us. We have to be emptied of the things that have hold, held us back, held us down, held us down for so many years of our lives, and we have to bring it to the cross. We have to bring it to Christ because only he can fill us with him so that we may go forth in our purpose, and our destiny. So I want to start with a scripture that um, deals with the topic of brokenness. The word of the Lord says in Psalm 34 verse 17, it says the righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all of their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He guards all his bones; Not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous shall be condemned. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of those who trust in him shall be condemned. Amen. That is Psalm 34, verses 17 through 22. And the focus of that particular scripture is the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and save such as have a contrite spirit. So he wants to heal us. He wants to deliver us. He wants to set us free. If we would just bring it to him and lay it at his feet. And also in Psalm 147, it says, verse 3, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Amen. So today we are going to talk about the wounds, the broken places, the empty places that God wants to drive those things out of us so that we can be healed and set free. Today we have um, some authors, myself and author um, Marcy Thomas and author Todd Marshall, who's also a minister, and Latressa Crawford. Um, we, we thank God for them on the show, and we're going to – Just be real. We're going to talk about what needs to be said and what we need to open up and talk about because our children in the world can't be set free until the adults are set free. And we can't help the children to get to the cross unless we get to the cross of Christ and be delivered and set free. And so um, we're going to begin with our first person, Um, Martha Thomas, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Good morning, everybody. My name is Marcy Thomas. Um, I am a recent um, author of Women Who Soar, an anthology. Um, this past uh, first week of January, we were awarded Amazon's bestseller. So I am so grateful and honored and humbled um, before God for that um, opportunity I'm also a domestic violence advocate and a homicide advocate for families who have been affected by homicide. Um, I also mentor teens and women about uh, healthy and unhealthy relationships. I myself am a survivor of teen violence uh, when I was a teenager uh, and also I lost a sister to domestic violence by her estranged husband. Um, I also do speaking engagements on the differences um, about relationships, healthy relationships, as well as uh, teaching teens uh, different life skills about dating and stalking and um, self-sex tra- trafficking uh, I'm just really excited to be here today and to talk to you all and and uh, really get the conversations moving about different broken pieces. And I also want to pick back off of Denise from Psalms 147:3, God does heal the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you, Marcy. Um, Latressa Crawford, can you share with us some information about yourself?
2: Yes. Hello. I am Latressa A. Crawford. I am originally from the Carolinas. I am the mother of one Mr. Christian. I am working on a book called The Christian Chronicles. If you're following me on uh, social media, you may have seen the hashtag Christian Chronicles, so you can be on the lookout for that coming out soon. But I am an author of the reader's favorite awarded book, Finding Joy in Everyday Life, which you can find on my website, Amazon, or Barnes & Noble. I am a speaker. I am an educator of 20-plus years. I am a uh, conference convener of the Finding Joy Conference. I am a contributing author, co-author of other books, and most importantly, I am a perfectly imperfect child of God.
0: Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Latressa. Um, And Todd, do we have Todd on the line? Todd, Marcel, can you please share something about yourself? Amen. So while we um, wait for Todd, I think he's having trouble getting in. I failed to tell who I am other than the founder of Hope in Christ. Um, I am, again, Pastor Denise Walker. I'm married um, with one son who is a high school student, ninth grader. He'll be 15 on January the 27th. Um, Thank the Lord. And um, I'm also an educator um, of This is my 18th year. Um, I've been in education for more than 20 years. And um, I also am an author of Hannah's Hope and Representing God. And I'm currently working on um, the inspiration, actually, for this part of the ministry of Hope in Christ, which is Hannah's Barren Womb, um, that deals with not just physical barrenness but also spiritual barrenness. And so those are my works as well as I'm working on a Bible study tool to help us get in the word, get back to the word of God so that we know what he says and who he is so that we can grow in him. And so um, that's who I am. So we will go ahead and jump in to the first question um, and um, begin having our discussion. So the first question is, what were some of the pieces Um, the broken pieces that you've had to give to God. We're going to start with Marcy. Can you share that
1: with us? Sure, I sure can. And before I start, I failed to mention that I am also married uh, uh, to my husband for 33 years, and I have two adult children and two grandbabies. So um, as we continue, I would say that my broken pieces um, were fear, forgiveness, and self-esteem issues, and what I came to realize, um, thank God, is that um, as a teen dealing with um, a young man who was abusive towards me, um, it caused me to have low self-esteem. It caused me to be fearful um, from the negative uh, feedback that I would get from him that I wasn't good enough. Um, Those pieces were pieces that I, I, you know, gave to God and said, Lord, show me how you see me and it's so instrumental, especially nowadays, where we have so many women and young women, um, not knowing their worth, not knowing that it's okay to love yourself, that that God made us perfect. Um, we're all wonderfully and beautifully and fearfully made. So um given what we lack in ourselves to God and trusting and believing that he's going to intercede and he's going to work on us and and give us everything that we need in order to be our best self.
0: Amen, amen. And Marcy, that's um, also one of the areas I had to give up to God, which is um, fear, like you said. Mm because um, that's that's a hard one to um, deal with. We start from, it's rooted in us some kind of way as a kid, and for me, it was through abuse. And then we, um, as adults, we continue in fear and not realize why we do certain things. So we're going to go to um, Latressa. Can you share your broken pieces that you had to give to God?
2: Um, I think, well, no. One of the broken pieces All women or majority of women, number one, is heartbreak. I think that's the number one for most women they all have to deal with is heartbreak, so that was a broken piece that I had to give. Another was what I considered as being a statistic, being black, being single, being unwed, an unwed mother, so being a statistic in society of being considered a statistic in society. That was a broken piece for me. Um, another was my goal versus God's goals, uh, my, what, the, what I had for my path in life versus the path God had for me in life, where I thought I should be versus where God wanted me to be. It wasn't um, I had to come to grips with that. No, this is not that was a broken piece that i had to deal with i shouldn't be here but god wanted me over there i should be here but god wanted me over there and that was a broken piece that i had to deal with peace says it was more than one and put the s on the end so those were three of the things amen
0: Amen, and um, I agree, especially with that last one, um, my goals versus God's goals, because for probably over 10 years, I would say I just refused or not necessarily refused, I feared becoming or being ordained as a minister because I guess I just perceived it different and I tried to tell God what I wanted to do and he just wasn't having it. Um, And sometimes we'll keep trying to stay over there, and he's saying, I called you over here. And a lot of times some of the things we've gone through is to get us to the over there where he's calling us to. And so um, I totally agree with that part. um, Anyone want to add to that? Marcia, did you want to add to that?
1: No. I apologize. It's my phone. I'm sorry about that. Uh no, I I totally agree with that. Um a lot of times our self-esteem or the, the things that we've heard whispered in our ear or or to us about ourselves that are not that is not true and trying to um understand that God sees us totally different than that and believing what God says about us um will help us to be stronger, um, to be able to step out on faith and do the things that God has purposed for our life. Amen. I agree
0: as well. Um, Those that have called in, um, please make sure you mute your lines. Please make sure you mute your lines as we are discussing. We will have questions and answers um, in a bit. We're going to go through the questions first. Um, The second question for the ladies um, is, what was the process for you? What was the process for you? Did you have to give up some things, give up some people? So we'll start with Latresa on this question. What was your process and what did you have to give up?
2: Uh, For each one of those, it was something different. In regards to uh, the broken heart, of course, it was I had to give up someone. And it also was a thing of where it left me in a place of solitude and where I just had to sit and be still. I was no one around. I even during this time, I did not speak. I did not go to work for a week. I was very heartbroken. I cried, I cried, I spoke for, I did not speak for four days. I did not utter one single word. I literally got down on my face, down on the floor, on my face, and I prayed, and I prayed, and I uttered not one word. I did not answer the phone. I I may have texted to let everyone know that I was okay, but I even limited that. And so it was, got me in a place I had to give up people for a moment and persons indefinitely, some persons indefinitely. And it got me in a place of solitude and to hear from God where I was totally dependent on him. Amen. And And what about
0: the area of your statistic, or being a statistic? Um,
2: And what was the process in that? And truth be told, and we're having candid, I still, from time to time, I'm still dealing with that. That still creeps up, and I have to pray about it. That was, that took a longer process for me to deal with. And that and uh, that took constant prayer, that took a lot of faith walk, just walking out, encouraging myself. That took me um, reading affirmations to myself. That took um, exactly what, uh, is it Minister Marcy? I'm not sure if I, Yes. Minister, okay, great. Minister Mar says she was saying believing what God said about me and believing believing what he said about me and not what that paper and the statistics said I would be my future would be and had to be and trusting God. So and from time to time I, I have to admit, last month I had a little, I had a little bout. I brought myself, I had to bring myself out of that. It was my birthday time. If that's twofold. That came from, um, it was my birthday and got a year older. I'm still fine and everything. But I began to look at, I'm a statistic. I'm a year older These are the goals that I set, and I haven't achieved those goals. So that kind of went back with those broken pieces that I uh, had given you earlier about being a statistic, my goals versus God goals. And I had to quickly get myself out of that and realize that that was a distraction from the enemy. So I had to pray on it. I had to, one, recognize what it was. I began to pray on it. I began to speak affirmations, read on the word, and I just had to snap myself back and know what God said about me and who I am. Amen, amen,
0: I agree. Um, I think about, again, what you said about statistics and, you know, the statistics of even – um, the amount of people in even in our community alone and just in the world um, that will be of girls that will be molested by a certain age and um, or that abuse that will take place. And so that being a statistic um, that I carried for a long time as well, that God had to begin to show me to take off that mask. That's not my identity. Take that. I had made that my identity. And so he began to show me, and that's where my true identity came from. Is take that off, take off rejection, take off fear, take off all of that, everything that came with that. Take it off and walk in my truth. Because you know, he began to show me. I know the thoughts I think towards you, thoughts of peace, and not of people to give you an expected end. And so. Oftentimes, we do have to go, like you said, to the word. We have to go to the word so that we know what God said. We can't take what the enemy says because the enemy, what like um, Joseph said, what the enemy meant for evil, God meant it for our good. And so um, we have to remember um, what God's word says about us. Martha, did you want to add to that?
1: I totally agree. Um, when when it comes to an issue or a broken piece that you're given to God, we it's not a one fix where you pray about it like, okay, I'm good. You definitely have to get into practice of staying in the word, praying, meditating on the word, because a lot of times the battle begins in our mind, uh, something that we've heard said about us uh, previously to um looking at other people and see where they are in their life and you're like, Wow, you know, I'm this age and I should be do I should be getting married or I should then had I should have had a baby by now or whatever the case may be. We have to continuously look to God for strength. It's just like someone who's doing weight training and it's not a one time thing. You have to get in practice in staying in the word and um reaffirming affirmations, you know, saying them to yourself over and over again. Look yourself in the mirror so that you can see who you are and how God sees you. So I totally agree with my sister. Hey Can I add
2: this? Go ahead. Go ahead. I want to add, and we're saying God's word, not only God's word scripture-wise, but God's word, what he has specifically prophesied, prophesies for your life, where he's spoken to you, be it vision or through someone else, you know, specifically what he said. You have to take that as well. Um, One of the things I've done is when I have trusted persons that I know, and they've prophesied to me, or he has given me that vision, specifically that word, I've written it down. I've put it on a print, typed it up printed it out, put it on my bathroom mirror or on the back of my door in my bedroom so that when I get up, I see it, so that it can continue to feed my spirit every day when I see it. So those types of things. So not only that scripture-based, but specifically that prophecy that God has spoken to you about that is to come. Amen, and and yes, that is absolutely
0: true. Because we have to keep our mind on those things that God has said. Um, and again, in addition to His Word, um, another question that dropped in my spirit that's not written on my paper is um, when we talk about statistics and we talk about, um, for example, being single. Um, there's a kind of the way the church looks at that. It, it may not be spoken, but sometimes we may feel like because we're ministers or because and we end up being having to be single, um, there's something that it kind of is a certain perception about that. And I think some people struggle with that because they, um, we worry about what others might think. So um, either one of you ladies, can you share, um, you know, just your thoughts about that?
2: I think it has gotten a little better um, in recent years, but there was, I think, a negative stigmatism towards that in regards, especially negative females in the ministry. Um, and females in the ministry, I, you know, have a harder time. I am not a minister, but I – I do have friends, and I do, I, working in the ministry, have being a leader over in the outreach ministry and working closely and having very close friends in the ministry, and, and um, I know that it's difficult. And like I said, I, I feel as though it has gotten better in more recent years, but I know that it's still a struggle, and it's still, it's, It still does – it's a difference for um, men who are single, which I still think there's a big push for men to – it's still not looked upon as negatively when they are single versus when the women are single and in the ministry.
0: amen, I agree um with that as well. Just from being in just being in church for um probably over 20 years, I've seen that, where it's more perceived different as the woman being single and um, the husband not being there with them, or things like that. it can be perceived. you may you have to pick it up in the spirit. sometimes you don't notice it at first, but you have to pick it up in the spirit. Um, Marcy, do you want to add to
1: that? Uh, yes. Um, I, you know, I have friends that are single, have been single for some time, and not only dealing with their stress of not being where they want to be, but even having that negative um information coming from people, why aren't you married? You know, let me find you a good man. And and it's a real difficult time being a single person when you're trying to, you know, walk righteously and, and present yourself as a, a believer and a Christian and you're trying to live right and then to have that added stress on. I mean, it's, it's been a long time since a, since I've been <laughs> single, but I do have girlfriends that, you know, stress, You know how sister so and so she trying to set me up on a blind date, but you know I'm trying to do this. So I guess it comes down to being honest and maybe just going to that person saying, you know, love, you know, I appreciate your concern, but right now I'm in a place where I need to, you know, get myself together and keep myself focused. So you know, it 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 can be very difficult for a single um, woman to you know, walk in a way that's pleasing for God when she has all this coming at her.
0: Amen. Um, and I, I just think about, like you said, what God, sometimes I believe God may be getting us to a place. I, it's been a long time since I've been single, but I think God may be getting individuals to a place to so he can deal with them. So that when he does bring that um, person that he has for them into their lives, that they can, you know, continue to walk together. And so sometimes there's some things God has to deal with in us um, that we're not willing to or we can't see it when we're bombarded or distracted. But when we get alone and get us by ourselves, then he, he's able to reveal it to us. All right, so our next question is, um, were there times that you rebelled or felt like you couldn't give God the broken pieces? So the question again is, were there times that you rebelled or you just simply felt like, I, I just can't do this? Um, we'll start with Marcy.
1: Absolutely. Um, when I, I got to the point um, – after promising my parents, you know, that I would write my sister's story. um, I was afraid of the feelings that would be dredged up. I was afraid of hurting people who um, may have been involved in some type of way and what were they going to think. I also had the fear of my sister's sons, you know, being hurt in the process. But it took, you know, me getting to the point where I was like, look, it's, it's time to stop talking about it and write about it. This is going to help some women, young girl, um, men, men that may be in an abusive relationship see how patterns start, see how um, this can affect a whole family and community. When someone' life is lost due to domestic violence, and I mean, I I, I was like, okay, I'm not going to do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm back and forth, and I, I just said, look, God, I I'm, I don't want to be fearful. I, I realize that this is important to you and the kingdom to help save people, and to help um, anyone who may be going through this situation. So it, it, I, I just basically surrendered. I'm like, I, I have to do it, but I can't do it, God, unless you're a part of it, unless you're in it, because every word that I write, I want it to be what you want in the atmosphere, in, in this book, to help someone. So, I mean, it it lit, I got beat up because I beat myself up mainly Going back and forth, and it just took me getting to a point where I was tired of being sick and tired and saying, "'God, I just give this to you. Show me what it is that you need me to do to get this message out. So I mean it, it always it's always better to just do what God tells you to do instead of going through the back and forth. but it's hard, especially when there's um, a lot of um, anxiety or, or trauma. Um, in place because it, it did take a lot out of me just to go over my sister's journals again after several years and even to read journals that I wrote during that time. But it was also a healing that was taking place for myself. So that's pretty much what I had to say on that one.
0: Hey Amen. And, um, uh, Marcy, you know from our just talking and chatting that I felt the same way. It it, it broke my heart to
1: mm-hmm.
0: um. When God led me to to write *Hannah's Hope*. Even though *Hannah's Hope* is written in fiction, but right. God wants it to stop. The abuse to stop mm-hmm. um, among mm-hmm. our children, and Absolutely. um, and He wanted me to. You know, I cried through it. I, you know, the same thoughts, same kind of things that went through my head. But God, I don't mm-hmm. want anybody to think. You know right. this, and and he told me you won't write with vengeance because vengeance right. is not you won't write with vengeance. You will mm-hmm. forgive, but you this is for this is bigger than you. You know, as he yeah. were saying, you know it's bigger than us. And so we had I had to surrender. I had to, and even with Hannah's and one, where it is with me uh, mm-hmm. specifically of holding on to those things and dealing yeah. with those things over the years, and now I'm forty something and. You know, it's right. like God has to get me to that place, but I didn't want to, I still got to places I did not want to write.
1: And right. so
0: it's remembering that it's bigger than us and somebody can be delivered um, so they know that God, if God did it for you, he can do it for me as well. So I mean, it's, it's such a I, I totally heavy agree.
1: burden. Yeah, it's such a heavy burden, but just to do and be obedient and do what God tells you to do, I mean, it was such a freeing feeling, you know. I felt like a load was lifted off my back. So, I mean, it always pays to to do God's plan and to, you know, follow what it is he has for you to do whatever the assignment may be.
0: Amen. And he won't tell us to do anything that's sensual. Um, and also, I always say when I'm coaching, I always say co- coaching with writing, I always tell people that writing is healing. Um, mm-hmm. God wants to continue to heal us in, the, in places that we don't realize that um, we need, we still need healing as well. um, Latressa, um the same question, what was the process, um, I'm sorry, not the process, but were there times that you rebelled or felt like you couldn't? Um, Go forward.
2: Uh, you just need to change this for <laughs> the title. Of this to transparency or confession, because the time is right now. God is telling me this is something He wants me to do, and I'm just like, no, this is not. I don't think you mean this for me, and He's like, yes. Yes, this is what I want you to do. And I'm still like, no, you mean that for somebody else. So now <laughs> I have to confess now. And so I am struggling now with it because in all actuality, it's just not, so, it's wonderful, but it's just not something I want to do. But this, this is the path that he would have me to take. And I guess the thing is, Lord, i got all these questions. Well, where would I start? How would I do it? Where are the resources going to come from? How would I this and how would I that? And I, the questions are just procrastination questions, and I know it. So now is it. You better go ahead and preach. Amen.
0: <laughs> you better <laughs> preach. Um, because the same thing, like I said, as being a minister. God, wait, hold on. You sure? You, me? You talking about me? Um, so it's just, and we'll talk our way out of it, but he won't let us talk our way out of it. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. And our next question is, how, um, how has that journey changed you for the better? So how has the journey of giving God the broken pieces, and even if we still are right now, how has it brought about
1: change for you? Um, Marcy? It, brought, it has definitely made me stronger. It, it has allowed me to see that I can do so much more because I often go back to that time where I was fearful or when I had trouble with forgiveness or when my self-esteem was low and I didn't think I had the ability or the capability to, to do a certain assignment. But I, I think back about how I felt when I thought I couldn't write the book and just that surrender, sender, surrendering feeling and and saying okay god where am i going to get the money like you like um the, the trace was saying about you know all these you know excuses coming up but then i said no nah, no nah. he made a way he provided the 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 um finances he provided the information that i needed to go on the book he helped me remember certain things, you know, that I thought I hadn't thought about in a while. So because he brought me through that process, it's in the forefront of my mind that if he did that, then he certainly can do this now. And I, I step out there and on faith. And sometimes I look at opportunities. I'm like, nah, I can't do that. And then my finger goes hit and and I'm in it. So I'm (laughs) like, okay. I I did it, God, so so what now? You know, show me what's next. So it has definitely given me a boost of confidence.
2: Yeah, he will do that. Um, Latressa? It has deepened my relationship with God. Um, It has awakened my gifts with an S on the end, and it has given me a boldness. Amen.
0: I agree with that one too as well because um people that know me, um, introvert at heart just even when I had to go live last night, all my little nerves, I, I just I, I still struggle with that part, that um not necessarily rebelling but just Lord, I don't know about this um this live thing and you know, for some reason the enemy just speaks to your mind and so um, mm-hmm. Just those areas of giving God that, um, and even when he says to write something, like if I'm writing in um, writing in my chapters, finishing up my book, um, he'll flip it and just totally give me something different and tell me it's time to deal with it. And there are some areas where I kind of get reluctant um, to do that. And I may start tearing up or whatever it is, but he's saying he continues to let us know that he loves us. And this is for our good. And so um, I agree with um, what you ladies said. And um, our our next question is actually our last question, which is um, what word or scripture or anything that just stuck with you on the journey that, um, and it carried you through? So what word or scripture or just something God spoke through someone else that just carried you through the journey of the brokenness of giving God your brokenness and walking in purpose, um, we'll start with um, Latressa.
2: Ooh, um, there are so many because I can't. I had more than one, like I told you. I put ones on my door and on my um, mirror in the bathroom. And, matter of fact, as a matter of fact, excuse me, I'm getting ready to add some new, <laughs> some new ones. Now, for well, this new journey, but uh, I think the one that stuck with me the most, let's see, was. Oh, I just drew a blank. I'm about to be like the kids. Come back to me. Oh. <laughs> uh. Amen.
0: So we could we'll come right back to you, Marcy. Can you share what word just stuck in your spirit the whole time?
1: I have two that I I put in front of my computer so that I can look at it every time. I thought about picking the the pen up to write ideal. My first one is Psalm mm-hmm. fifty six three. When I am afraid, I will put my confidence in you. Yes. I will trust the promises of God, and Galatians six nine. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Those are my main two to combat that fear.
0: Amen. 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 I I, I love that one as well, and and I said mine as I was speaking. Um, mine was, I know the thoughts I think towards you, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you and expected in. And some versions say a future and a hope. Um, that scripture I just stood on, that God knows the thoughts. People may do things and the enemy's using them, and they don't realize that the enemy's using them. But God knows His thoughts towards me are not evil, and His thoughts towards whoever's listening are not evil. Um, It may be the person, but a lot of times people stop believing in God and um, not realizing that we live in a fallen world and that Satan is real. Just like God is real, Satan is real. And so Satan wants us to stop believing because he knows that that's our freedom. He knows that Jesus, the word says, who the son set free is free indeed. So he wants us to turn away from God. He wants us to Um, uphold or keep, you know, making that sin or whatever it is or rejection or whatever it is, holding on to it because he knows that if we hold on, if we keep walking in that direction, that we can't get to the light, we can't get to Christ. And so um, that word stuck with me and still sticks with me that God's thoughts towards me are not evil. I don't know who I'm talking to, but God's thoughts towards me are not evil. Um, And so I just wanted to reiterate that scripture that has stuck with me. Um,
2: And Latressa? Um, Yes. It was for, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And then it was, I was pulling out, um, my book, and that's why I got a little distracted as well, because I want to read something I talk about in my book as well about being broken. And there was a little piece, if you will allow me to read, because I, it's just kind of on me, um, something short that I wrote that I wanted everyone to remember who's listening in. And I say in here broken but not unrepairable, broken but still loved broken but still usable, broken but still highly favored. Broken is a temporary state that lends itself to an elevated state of wholeness. So it's only being broken, is only temporary.
0: Amen, amen. I, I love that, I love that. Um, those that have called in Does anyone have a question or a comment for the ladies that have shared on the panel today? no one has a question or a comment, um, so we will go ahead and um, thank you ladies for sharing. I, It was awesome. It was awesome. It was awesome. I pray for God to move and allow us to be free, and it was awesome, an awesome panel discussion about the broken pieces. We have to, whoever's listening, the broken pieces of your life have to be brought to Christ. Um, As a woman with the issue of blood, we have to get past people. We got to get past everything else and get to Jesus. Push past religion, push past um, opinions, push past our own philosophies and get to Jesus. That's what we have to do. And um this hour because he's calling us. Somebody's waiting on us. I remember my mentor saying that somebody's waiting to hear your voice, that they can be set free. And if we stay bound, we that person that's waiting on us cannot be set free. Um, any final comments
1: from um Marcy? Uh, yes, I would just like to publicly Thank you, Denise, for even being a mentor to me. And, and it has been a pleasure to see how God is moving you in every level and has been putting you out there and you have been moving forward. I just pray God's blessing over you and your family. And I thank you for this opportunity to be able to share with everyone. Amen.
0: To God be the glory, and yes, he is doing it, Marcy. Um, yeah. Letressa, any final comment?
2: Yes, I want to thank you so much for inviting me. I am so excited still about it. I have enjoyed myself. I have enjoyed meeting you, Minister Marcy. Yeah. And thank you again. Oh I appreciate it. You all be blessed. Amen, and we're
0: going to pray out. I'm going to pray out, um, and um, just give God your brokenness. Give God your brokenness. Father, we thank you, and we praise you for your word, your word, for using us mightily to speak your word, O God, of truth to others so that they will know that they're not alone, that they are not just by themselves, but that you are calling them to bring the brokenness to them, to you, Lord. So we pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus, O God, that whoever may hear the playback, whoever may be listening right now, Father, that you would heal and they would surrender, that they would surrender right now in the name of Jesus and that Mm -hmm. you would heal them and set them free, Father. We pray, O God, that they will let go of themselves and give it all over to you. Not their agenda, not their plan, but your plan, Father, for their Mm -hmm. lives. For your plan is wonderful. Your plan is prosperous. Your plan is freedom in the Mm -hmm. name of Jesus.
2: So, Mm -hmm. Father, we
0: thank you and we praise your name, O God, that you alone are our healer. You alone are the way maker, Lord God. You alone are the light in darkness, Father God, and we pray, God, And we will lay it at your feet, and we will say, have your way and have your say. Father, we bless your name, and we give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
1: Amen. 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 Amen.
0: Thank you all for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences broadcast. Again, bring your brokenness to Christ, and you won't be disappointed.